You're listening to the Church on the Move Roswell podcast. We hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and challenges you to take your next step with Jesus. Thanks for listening. Let's check it out. Listen, if you will, go with me uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, um, verse 6. It's talking about love, and I'm going to address something before I start talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But it says in verse 6, it says, Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Another translation of that verse says, Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Uh, in Romans 12, 9, it says that you know, we are to love uh, people. Uh, and how, one of the ways it describes it is, is that we hate evil and we hold on to what is good. In Ephesians 4.15, uh, if you're going to go with me there, you can. Ephesians 4.15. I'm just going to run through a couple of scriptures with you real quickly because I'm going to address something uh, that some of you might, not, might know, some of you might not know. Um, but I'm going to address it tonight about uh, some, some remarks I made and some of the feedback, uh, if you want to call it that, that I've received. Uh, Ephesians 4.15 um, says this, but instead we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. As we express the truth. So what I want to say, thank, thank God, but what I want to say to, to those here and those online and those that are watching me now, um, that I want to say this, that um, you can't pick, you can't say, well, God is love, but he's not truth. You can't, and, and religious people say God is truth, but he's not love. Unbelievers want to say, or people who want to live in their sin want to say God is love, but he's not truth. God is both, he's love and truth. And sometimes when you hear the truth that even in love, it hurts. How many of you have ever been? I've been hurt by the truth in love. I've had people look at me, my wife, my kids, my mama, people and say, man, you're wrong here. This is, and man, it's, it's the truth. And they, they say it to me because they love me. Uh, and, and that's, and you, and because I know they love me and I know it's the truth. And I don't know it's the truth because it's their opinion. I don't know it's the truth because it's my opinion. I know it's the truth because it's from the word of God. That's where the truth lies. It's not my truth, your truth, their truth. It's God's truth. And those of you who know me know that, man, I, I, don't, I don't ever say that anybody in here is perfect, that our church is perfect. I never have and never will. The Bible says explicitly, we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But it also says, but Jesus, there's a but in there. What Jesus Christ did for us by dying for our sins, setting us free from the dominion and power of sin to control us and, and, and changing our lives for the better. You know, there, there's been a lot of talk about what I've said about, about not voting for someone who's, who's a lesbian and I are practicing homosexuality. I'm going to read you something from the Bible about that here in just a moment because I want you to hear it from God's word. But guys, man, I didn't say that because I'm a hater or fearful. I'm neither, I neither hate that person or hate people that are involved in sin. Heck, I was one of them. 
You all were too. I don't, you all know that I don't hate people who are caught up in sin, and, I, and I'm definitely not fearful of it. It's amazing to me that the spirit that's behind that always says, uses two words, hate and fear, and those, I don't think it applies to anyone in this room or me. I'm not hateful or fearful. Why? Because the only thing I fear is I fear God. And what I hate is what God tells me to hate, and that is hate evil. The reason I hate evil is because of the damage it does to people. And it destroys people's lives and drags them into the kingdom of darkness and drags them to hell, many of them, every day on the planet. People are dying and going to hell because of evil, and we're called to hate evil. God hates evil. And, and I don't speak on these issues because I want to throw rocks at people. And I had nothing to do with that sign being torn down across. Nothing. I had nothing to do with that. Nothing. And so, man, I just, I just want to, uh, my heart goes out to my church. My, my heart is not heavy for me. I'm used to fading the heat, guys. They talk about me all the time. And so, you know, my heart goes out to one of my sons who someone said something about because at one time he, he tried to talk to a young lesbian woman out of marrying another woman and she posted something about him. My heart goes, it's like, why are you dragging my kids in this? And then they drag all of you and say, church on the move and cult on the move. And, and now my heart goes out to you guys because I know some of you have had to defend me. And, and, and you know what? Thank you. But thank you, guys. But my, my heart, my heart I, I'm okay because I know that when I speak out on certain issues, and I don't handle that all perfectly, but when I speak out on these issues that it's going to cost me, and I'm okay, I'll pay that price because I love people enough to tell them the truth. And I'm hoping right now that what is happening is is they're watching me so close that they're going to hear what the Word of God has to say and maybe that, that seed... God turns around what was meant for evil for good, and maybe that seed that they hear from the word, and that we, we hey, I want to let all you know, all, all of you that have said all the things you've said and post all the things, we love you at Church on the Move. We don't hate you. We don't hate you. We love you. And you're welcome at our church. You're welcome at our church. Gosh, I look around the room, and I see the messes that so many people showed up in. I know the mess I showed up in. We welcome you. Here's the thing, though. Because God is love, he does accept you the way that you come. But because he's truth, he will not leave you there. So I, I want you, those that are throwing around these words that say, well, God loves, and you're supposed to love. Well, we do love, but we love with truth. And if you don't have truth in love, you really don't love. You really don't love. And what I read to you in 1 Corinthians is the description of love. To hate evil and to love truth. That's, that's one of God's descriptions. That's the love chapter. That's the love definition. And we need to be able to point those things out, but not as hypocrites. Listen, we've all, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I've already said that. But guys, we don't claim to be perfect or that we've never done anything wrong. What we claim is, is that Jesus Christ died for our sins and made it right inside of us and has transformed our lives. And we are consistently growing closer in righteousness and holiness and doing what is right. 
The Bible says don't judge, but if you look at every time he speaks about judgment, he's talking about hypocrisy. He's talking about those that say, hey, you're a sorry, no good sinner or, uh, you know, adulterer or fornicator or homosexual, whatever, drug addict, whatever, and I've never done anything wrong. He's talking about people that say that to others, but they're actually practicing it themselves. So every time he talks about judgment, he's always talking about being a, don't be a hypocrite in that when you do speak to people about his judgment and his word and about sin, that you should do it with some mercy attached to it because we've all received mercy. And so I want Nicole and all those that have spoken up and and, uh, all those that have attacked us, I want you to know my response to you has been to pray for you. That's my response to you. But let me also tell you this, my other response to you is to not back down from you. We will not back down. In Ephesians chapter four, verse 15, he says, but instead we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. We'll remain strong and sincere. All our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him, the anointed head of his body, this church in the church. So we will remain strong. We won't change our direction. We won't deny that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. And he said, if you love me, you obey me. If you don't love me, if you say you love me, but you don't obey me, he said, you're a liar. And what God wants from us is repentance, which, is, which means to change, to not stay the same way we came. So everybody who's posted stuff, regardless whether it was personally directed at me or their family or anybody else in here, my response to you is I love you, I'm praying for you, but I won't back down from the stands we have taken, in the, not the ones we've just, that we've taken here, but in the past, and the ones we'll take in the future. We are gonna stand on the word. And then for all of their benefit, and and maybe it'll help you guys too, to encourage you to take this stand. Because I know know some of you have have been asked, you go to that church on the move, don't you? Probably this week. By family or coworkers or others. And I, I really want to encourage you that when it comes to this particular issue, you notice I can speak on any other issue. I can talk about adulterers. I can talk about fornicators. I can talk about any other issue but this one. Because this spirit of homosexuality is so aggressive and wants to shut everybody up, back us down, back us in a corner. I'm going to say this. Uh, Charles Spurgeon, one of the greatest men of God at, that, that in America, said, we are the head and not the tail. We shouldn't be drug around like the tail by the culture. We shouldn't put Jesus in the backseat at our jobs, backseat in our schools, the backseat in our churches, the backseat in our culture. He should be the head, not the tail. Be drug around by this culture. And unfortunately, a lot of people are being drug around by this culture. They're being drug around by this culture, instead of leading this culture. Romans chapter one, it starts in verse 18. The title of it in my Bible is God reveals his wrath. For God in heaven unveils his holy anger. It's not unrighteous anger, it's holy anger. 
breaking forth against every form of sin, both toward ungodliness that lives in hearts and evil actions, for the wickedness of humanity deliberately smothers the truth. Right now, that's what we call cancel culture. They want to deliberately smother the truth. That's, that's the point. They want to deliberately smother the truth. We should not be ignorant to these things, church. We live in a day where people deliberately smother the truth. And then he says this, and keeps people from acknowledging the truth about God. All they're trying to do is keep people from acknowledging the truth. So if, if that spirit behind homosexuality, that demonic spirit, can shut us all down, then there's no hope for anybody to hear. If they weren't raised to or have never heard the word of God, they'll never get saved. And that's exactly what Satan wants. He wants to trap people in their sin and then kill them. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We can't stay quiet. It would, gosh, guys, God's going to hold us accountable if we don't speak up. And if we back down to the intimidation, the hatred, and, and all the stuff they thought, all the names they call, all the things they say, if we back down, we're in trouble. We have backed down far too much. Way too much. He said, in reality, the truth of God is known instinctively, for God has embedded this knowledge inside every human heart. Opposition to truth cannot be excused on the basis of ignorance, because from the creation of the world, the invisible qualities of God's nature have, made, have been made visible, such as his eternal power and transcendence. He has made his wonderful attributes easily perceived. People ask me, what about the person who's never heard? Listen, God said he's put it in their heart to know God. To know him. And he's made it so easy by looking at the animal kingdom, the stars, the trees, themselves, at the birth of a baby. I mean, he said, I've made it so obvious that you can't plead ignorance that I am, that there is a God. And if you truly search for him, you will find him. Now, I'm going to skip some scriptures and go over. To verse 21, it says, Throughout human history, the fingerprints of God were upon them, yet they refused to honor him as God or even be thankful for his kindness. Instead, they entertained corrupt and foolish thoughts about, about what God was like. We have a lot of people entertaining corrupt and foolish th thoughts about what God's like. That's why they, God is love. God is love. Well, that's a half-truth. God is love, but he's also truth. God is love, but he's also holy. God is love, but he's also righteous. God is love, but he's also just. God is love, but he also has a moral code. That's just like Satan to take that and twist it and, and help people justify the lie they're living. Just like it. And so he goes on to say in verse 24, this is why God lifted off his restraining hand and let them have full expression of their sinful and shameful desires. They were given over to moral depravity. I'm reading straight out of the Bible. This is going to be tougher on some people than anything I've ever said. This is God's truth, not my truth. It's God's truth. He said, given over to moral depravity, dishonoring their bodies by sexual perversion among themselves, all because they traded the truth of God for a lie. So those who say, I'm a proud Christian homosexual, that's a lie. 
That's a lie. You can say, hey, I once was a homosexual, but I got saved and met Jesus, and he delivered me from that perverse spirit, and now I'm free. Just like you can say, I once was an adulterer, and God delivered me from that spirit and forgave me and set me free. Just like you can say, I once slept around, man. Uh, when I, before I knew Jesus, that's, that's, that's what I was like. I was a fornicator. I slept around. But you know what? Jesus, I repented. I asked God to forgive me. He, he forgave me, and then he set me free from that sin. Thank you. That's right. Thank you, God. He said this, all because they traded the truth of God for a lie, they worshiped and served the things God made rather than the God who made all things. Glory and praises to him forever and ever, amen. For this reason, God gave them over to their own disgraceful and vile passions. He calls them disgraceful and vile. Inflamed with lust for one another. Men and women ignored the natural order and exchanged normal sexual relations for homosexuality. Women engaged in lesbian conduct and men committed shameful acts with men, receiving in themselves the due penalty for their deviation. And because they thought it was worthless to embrace the true knowledge of God, God gave them over to a worthless mindset. This is why I won't vote that way. I'm not telling you how to vote. And this isn't political to me. This is deeply spiritual to me. And this isn't about a local election. This is about our whole culture of our country. That in Florida, they're trying to back down the governor because he doesn't want to teach five-year-olds to third-year-olds about sexuality. He wants to teach them math and science and English and social studies and let them be little boys and girls. And Disney now has removed the word boy and girl from, from their, all their stuff. I mean, guys, I, I used to really enjoy and want to take my family to Disney. I took my kids to Disney World with the Taylors right here. We all went and, and had a great time there, had a great time. But I would not go back. I'm not going to participate in this. That they don't believe there's boys and girls. Guys, this is the foolishness that when you entertain these things, that it leads to. It leads to absolute foolishness. God's speaking on this issue right here. It says this, and because they thought it was worthless to embrace the true knowledge of God, God gave them over to a worthless mindset to break all rules of proper conduct. Their sinful lives became full of every kind of evil, wicked schemes, greed, and cruelty. Do you want someone leading you like that? Their hearts overflowed with jealous cravings. I'm not just talking about anything local. I'm talking about in all kinds of areas. Someone said, you know, you don't want anybody to have a job that's practiced homosexuality. I, don't, I didn't ever say that. But there's a difference between having a job and running for a public office, and especially being a judge. Um, and so uh, it says, their hearts overflowed with jealous cravings and with conflict and strife, which drove them into hateful arguments, full of hostility. Does that sound familiar? They are gossips who love to spread malicious slander. With inflated egos, they hurl, hurl hateful insults at God. Yet they are nothing more than arrogant boasters. They are rebels against their parents and totally immoral. They are senseless, faithless, ruthless, and heartless, and completely merciless. I didn't say this. God said this. What do you say to that? I, I hope someone's watching understands what's happening in your life. I've had people say, well, they were born this way. Do you know 
that Jesus dealt with demonic spirits and children all the time, and they were born with those demonic spirits? You can be born with a demonic spirit of, that feminizes boys and masculinizes girls. You can be born with a demonic spirit of, of sexual deviation, and a lot of it has to do with what the parents are up to when that child's born. But, you know, or they just, they're just ignorant of the truth and are just kind of living, and they, they don't protect, you, you're not always praying over and protecting that child. But we know that's true. So yes, they can be born feminine. Yes, a girl can be born masculine. And they think, well, they were this way all the time. Yeah, because there's a demonic presence in their life from the beginning. But you know what? The people watching and others, they don't believe that. They never talk about the devil or demons or really a lot about the Lord Jesus Christ and angels or the Holy Spirit or what the Word of God says. Most pastors, not all, because I've got some great pastor friends who speak up, they won't read this chapter to their church or other chapters that talk about sexual sin because this isn't the only chapter. He said they're merciless, although they are fully aware of God's laws and proper order and knowing that those who do all of these things deserve to die. He's talking about spiritual death. Yet they still go headlong into darkness, encouraging others to do the same and applauding them when they do. Another translation that verse says, those who encourage and applaud that behavior are going to get the same penalty as those who practice it. Because God's holding them in a cannibal, they're encouraging people. And, oh, you're so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's so loving. It's so awesome. It's so incredible that you're practicing this sin that God says all this stuff about. We cannot applaud or approve it. What we can do is love and tell the truth in love and be there ready to catch anybody that, that wants to come, whether, regardless of what the, the circumstances are. You know, whether it's homosexuality or this sin or that thing or whatever, wherever they're coming from, out of the world into, you know, looking for answers, man, we're ready, we're right here ready to catch you and introduce you to somebody, not to me, not the church on the move, but introduce you to the Lord Jesus Christ who will change your life, save your life, deliver you from this stuff. Unfortunately, our culture has been so inundated that I know people will back down, back up. People who used to attend this church will talk about us and say things about their family, about me, about the church, and about all kinds of other things. God bless you. And let me say something, too. I, I, James Mason is a friend of mine. I love him. But everything I say doesn't represent him, and everything he does doesn't represent me either. Just like it's the same way with us. I hope I answered some questions for you. I hope it inspired you to love people enough to tell them the truth in love. And to not back down, not back up, but take a stand. Because guys, I'm gonna teach on the last days after Easter, and man, I'm gonna talk about the mark of the beast, I'm gonna talk about some of the things and the pressures that have already been placed on us to do certain things, or we wouldn't have a job, or we're not gonna be able to go shopping. There's, I mean, guys, that spirit's already here. And this homosexual spirit will be a big partner, is a partner, and will be a major player in the end times. Because the Bible says the Antichrist will be a homosexual. 
So that's why this thing has to become not just socially accepted, but every voice in opposition has to be shut down as a hater or fearful. And it's just, it, that's a lie in itself. They have to shut me down. They have to shut you down. They have to shut, more importantly, they have to shut God's word down and intimidate people into shutting up and backing up. That's not going to happen here. There's nothing that they can take from me. Well, we'll come after your 501c3, then so be it. But if they come after me for having, saying anything about how I would vote, I'm not telling you how to vote, and, and telling you about spiritual reasons, not political reasons, spiritual reasons on why I vote the way I do, not political, spiritual, I'm not going to let them take that word from us. These things aren't political. These things are deeply spiritual, but they want to use that to intimidate us and scare us. And you shouldn't talk about politics at church and how dare you. And all that. This is spiritual stuff. Abortion spiritual. This stuff is spiritual. And so this is spiritual stuff. I'm not, they're not, they're not going to get us to back down because the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit who we've been talking about is alive and well in us. And he's not going to back down either. Telling the truth, speaking the truth. And as I said, we won't be perfect at it, but you know what? That doesn't mean we're going to back down from that either. I'm not going to be perfect in marriage, but I'm not giving up on it. I'm not going to be a perfect parent, but I'm not going to quit. I'm not throwing in the towel because we're not perfect. That's more reason to press in and work on it and grow and get better. It's time to grow up, church. We're in a day where we don't have a chance, we don't have an opportunity to be immature. We don't have, there's not a time to, to not be reading your word and seeking God for answers. We don't live in that day anymore. That day is long gone. We live in a day where every word of God is being challenged. Do you notice he took it personally? He said when they slander and they boast and they say things, he said they're coming not against me, not against you, not against church on the move. They're coming against God himself when they slander his word and say that what his word says is a lie. And pastors and people are now saying, that's an old book. They had a different culture. Let's throw it out. Let's just preach that God is love and he has no moral standard. And let's just live in this day. Guys, that's a lie from the devil. This word is true forever. Forever, this word will be true forever. Every culture, every time, every continent, every place and every people. And man, I know there'll be those that won't want to associate with the church or me, and I'm okay. I've been there for many people. I've led many of them to Jesus, and they've backed off, backed down, and, and beat up, and accused, and want to be on the other side of this. You know what? I won't stop loving them, and any time they're ready, I offered every one of the people that, and I, I will, anybody that wants to talk to me person to person instead of just living off Facebook and hiding behind your computer, I'll talk to you person to person. I'll be happy to. Guess what? I've offered that many times and never had one taker. Not one. Not one. They'd rather just Facebook and sit behind, hide behind a computer. That's the day we live in. To me, I'll be real honest with you guys. To me, that's cowardly. I'm right here, right now. But we need the Holy Spirit. 
more now than ever. And I believe, man, God knew. <laughs> he, I believe he directed me to be teaching on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You, man, you need to have a, a deeper and deeper relationship. And we talked about how Jesus was baptized by the Holy Spirit and then led by the Spirit. If Jesus needed to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and led by the Spirit, how, who are we not to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and led by the Spirit? If Jesus needed it and did it to show us an example of what we need, then he's saying, you need it too. In Luke chapter 24, verse 48. I'll address more of this when, it, when I teach on the end times. But right now, I mean, if you have any questions for me or anything, guys, please don't hesitate to pursue me. I'll find time to answer questions from, from you and from anybody else. I'm not hiding behind anything. Amen? Amen? Verse 48, Jesus is talking, and he says, For you are my witnesses and have seen for yourself all that has transpired. These are the apostles and disciples. They saw Jesus die and be raised from the dead. and They've seen his miracles. They've seen his teachings. They've seen it all. And he said, and I will send the fulfillment of my Father's promise to you. So stay here in the city until the mighty power, everybody say mighty power, of heaven falls upon you and wraps around you. That's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. These men are already saved. They already have the indwelling spirit that translates, that changes their nature from a nature that wants to sin to a nature that wants to do right. They already have the indwelling Holy Spirit, but they don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Where it does what? What does it describe? It says, it will fall upon you and wrap around you. That, that's called baptism, immersion. When you're immersed in water baptism, which, man, I can't wait to see all the people baptized on Easter. It's going to be awesome. And, and when you're baptized, God said when you're baptized in water, that water surrounds you, comes upon you and surrounds you. He said, I'm going to do the same thing when I baptize you in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to cause him to come on you and wrap around you. He said, wait for it. You need it. Acts chapter 2, we're just going to look at a few more scriptures. And then we're going to dismiss early tonight. And all those that want to pray for and receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you stick around because we're going to pray for you tonight. I'm so excited for you. It's one of the greatest gifts God ever gave us. His salvation through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2. Verse 1 through 4 says this, On the day of Pentecost, on the day Pentecost was being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place. Who? Who was all gathered? All the disciples, not just the apostles. All the disciples. There's 120 people still left. 500 were told to wait, but only 120 people did it. So that tells me those, those other ones were saved. But they didn't wait around for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Many people are saved. You can be saved without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you receive Jesus as the Lord of your life, you're saved. You're going to heaven. But if you want the power to be a witness and to be led by the Spirit, then you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
And so suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. Then all at once a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues. Everybody say tongues. Tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were all filled. Who was filled? All the disciples there, every man, woman, and child, all of them were filled. Not a few of them. If all 500 that were told to wait would have stayed, they'd have all been filled, all 500. Some people pursue this gift and wait and pursue God for it, and some people don't. Does that make the other uh, 400 and, or 360 or 380 bad? No, they're saved. They're serving God. They all went off to serve the Lord. But did they do what God said to do and wait on the power of the Holy Spirit? No, they didn't. Evidently, it was something that God believed we needed. He said they were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit. Woo, come on. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. They were all filled and equipped. All filled and equipped. It says all filled and equipped. To speak, uh, equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues. Empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages as they had never learned. Who empowered them to speak? But who spoke? No, who spoke? Who, whose voice was it and mouth was it? Theirs. They spoke. But they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. I pray in tongues all the time. Paul said, I pray in tongues more than all of you in 1 Corinthians 13. He said, I pray in tongues more than all of you. And then he also says, tongues is not just the language of men, but it's also the language of, of angels. It's also a heavenly language. So you might be speaking in a foreign language, and you, you might be speaking in a foreign. It says it's both. It's both. But it says that though you speak, your mind is unfruitful. None of these people understood the languages they were speaking. They didn't understand a single word they were saying. Other people had to interpret it. Tongues at its best in a public setting is always interpreted. The Bible says don't come in a public setting and begin to speak in tongues when you have people who are unbelievers in your midst or don't understand what's happening because they'll think you're crazy. Loco in the cabeza. I, I was there at 15, and I got in a meeting like that. Someone tricked me into a meeting. I'm like, these people are crazy. Why? Because I, had, I didn't understand what was going on. That's why we don't do it all the time here. Because as long as there's someone that's not saved or you know, not right with God or doesn't have any understanding, we're not going to do it unless there's an interpretation of it. Someone say amen. amen. That's the Bible. That's the, the Bible. Acts 8, verse 5. We're just about done. Acts 8 verse 5 says, Philip traveled to a Sumerian city and preached to them the wonderful news of the anointed one. The crowds were eager to receive Philip's message and were, were persuaded by the many miracles and wonders he performed. Many demon-possessed people were set free and delivered as evil, evil spirits came out of them with loud screams and shrieks. And many who were lame and paralyzed were also healed. This resulted in an uncontainable joy filling the city. An uncontainable joy filling the city. Now, go on down to verse 12, just for time's sake. It talks about a, a wizard and all this other stuff that happened. But it says, but as Philip preached the wonderful news of God's kingdom realm, the name, in, in the name of Jesus, the anointed one, many believed his message and were baptized, both men and women. 
Even Simon believed and was baptized. That was the sorcerer. Whenever, wherever Philip went, Simon followed him. And this says in verse 15, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the Samaritans had accepted God's message of life, they sent Peter and John to pray over them so that they might receive the... They're already saved. Peter, Philip's already told them about Jesus. They've already accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and been water baptized. But they had not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is a separate thing from being saved. It's obvious here it's separate. So they went down and this is what happened. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus and were sent to have, and were sent to have the Holy Spirit fall upon them. As soon as Peter and John arrived, they laid their hands on the Samaritan believers. One after another. And the Holy Spirit fell and filled each one of them. When Simon saw how the Holy Spirit was released through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he approached them and offered them money. You know how he knew they were baptized in the Holy Spirit? They all spoke in tongues, every one of them, by the laying on of hands. We have another example when Peter was speaking to the centurion, the Roman, and all his household. I don't know. It says with a large crowd. It said the Holy Spirit just fell upon them. They just all began to speak in tongues. That happened before they were even water baptized. But they believed on Jesus Christ. And, man, they could sense the presence of the Holy Spirit. And they're like, give us more, God. Give us more. And he just gave it to them. Peter's like, man, how can we deny them water baptism? Because the Holy Spirit fell upon him. They believed in the Lord Jesus. And they already been baptized in the Holy Spirit. They pray in tongues. So the mark of being baptized in the Holy Spirit is always praying in tongues. That's the mark. That's what follows. Every example, that's what follows. That's what follows. That's what follows. Well, Pastor Troy, how do you do that? It's supernatural. <laughs> I trust God. I have faith in God. I, I, was, I had hands laid on me. I received the Holy Spirit. I didn't pray in tongues right away. I didn't. Some people don't. I didn't. But, man, I, I knew that God had promised me that. I received it. I asked him for it. He told me if I ask for the Holy Spirit, he won't give me a rock or a snake or something else, that he'll give me the Holy Spirit and that he'll give me the gift of praying in tongues. And I wanted it and I pursued it and I got it. I got it, man. I wanted it. Three things I'm going to talk about you. Just talk, not talk about you, talk to you about What a bad slip of the tongue right there, right? Three things I want to talk to you about that, that hinder that. One is unrepentant sin. Otherwise, people are, man, they don't, they, you know, they're, they're commit, they know they're involved in a sin, and they know it. They know it's wrong, but they won't, they don't, you're not repentant. I've seen that resist, you know. You, it does, you don't have to be perfect, but you have to be like, God, forgive me of this sin, and, and actually walking in that, you know, not in, you might not have even perfected it yet, but you're walking in repentance, okay? Because I was young when I received it. I still had a lot of junk in me uh, uh, or around me. And, and I still received it because I was really, so, I mean, I was like, God, I want to I change everything that's, that doesn't line up with your word in my life. The other thing is, is um, doubt and unbelief. You know, you re we receive everything by faith in God's kingdom. You have to receive it by faith. You have to say, okay, I see it in the word. If all of them got it, that's how I receive it. I'm like, if all of them got it, I'm going to get it. I'm not missing out. 
And that's why I kept pursuing it until I got the gift of praying in tongues. And then it exposed all kinds of other gifts in me, including pastoring. Some people think I can preach. That, I guarantee you that's a gift. That's not me. That's not. I'm, I'm just said that because that's a gift God gave me. And so it didn't come from me. It came from him. And so, you know, guys, that's what he'll expose you to gifts. Other gifts that he's given you because you receive that one by faith, you can receive the other ones. It's a step. It's a step. The only other time I've not seen anybody receive is they don't believe Jesus is the Lord of their life. They just, they're not saved. Every person in here has already believed that Jesus is Lord. You have to believe he's the Lord of your life. Not just Lord, but the Lord of your life. And so if those three things are are, are solid in you. And you're like, man, I'm not missing out on this. If Paul and Peter, Jesus, all of them, man, they all got baptized in the Holy Spirit. All the women, all the men, all the kids, then I'm gonna get it. There's no age limit on this or age requirement that I know of. Some of you served in children's ministry. You've seen kids get baptized in the Holy Spirit at six and seven and eight and nine and 10. I mean, the Holy Spirit's not a respecter of persons like that. I've seen people 80. I've seen Baptists do it. I've seen Catholics get baptized in the Holy Ghost. I've seen believers, just believers from any place. I've seen them receive it. So, man, I've been preaching this, trying to encourage you to pursue God for this. This is your night to pursue him and get prayed and actually pray to receive it. Pray to receive it. You need it. I needed it. You need it. It builds you up. The Bible says it, it's like weightlifting in your spirit, praying in tongues. It says it, it says, man, it, build, it edifies you. On the inside, it edified means build up. It's like, you know, I might be soft and smushy on the outside, but I got big old muscles on the inside, you know, from praying in tongues. And that's what God says. And so I, I, we want to pray with some of you. So, but before we do, I'm going to ask everybody to close their eyes. I'm going to ask those who are watching online. Uh, and man, I, if you're battling uh, here or online any kind of thing that's dragging you down, any kind of sin, sexual or otherwise, that is just dragging you down, listen, we've all been there. Every one of us have been there. God loved us. He said, I loved you even when you were sinners, even when you were my enemy. Unfortunately, many of us were enemies of God. And we applauded in encouraged people to sin and did it ourselves. But God, even though we were his enemies, he, he loved us so much, he died for us. He died for you, he died for me. He wants to save your life the way he's saved so many in this room. And he will accept you and does love you the way you are. He just will not leave you in that bondage he will not leave you like that. What would be the point of coming to him if you're left in a situation where you're gonna die and go to hell? There's no point. He died for us so that we could go to heaven and be set free from these things that, that uh, he calls it bondage, slavery, these chains that drag us down and mess us up and mess up people's lives around us. Not just ours, but others. He loves us.
He loves you. So whether you're listening tonight online or next week and you need Jesus, he'll, he'll help you. He doesn't want the things that I read about to happen to you, to happen to any of us. He knows sin is destructive. Don't we know that? If you've come to that place and I want to tell you, man, God wants to save you. He wants to forgive you, save you, love you, teach you his truth. Teach you how to overcome and live above where you're at. How to put behind you these things, these sins that are trying to destroy you and others around you. He wants to set you free from sin controlling you. And he wants to set you free to go to heaven when we die. So if you've never prayed, we want to pray with you right now. We want to pray with you right now. Or maybe you have prayed. and For some reason, you've, you've given up or backed off or chasing the world again and went back to what you knew before. and It's just more comfortable there. Maybe you just were enticed or it's got your eyes on the wrong things and you've run away from home and you just want to come back. God welcomes you with open arms and so do we. I want you to know that if you've practiced homosexuality, we welcome you with open arms because our God opens you with open arms and he'll set you free from that. He loves you. He'll set you free. set you free. He loves you. He wants to save your life. Just like he saved ours. So if you want to pray tonight online, please just message us and say, I'm going to pray for the first time or the next time. If you want to pray for the first time or the next time, message us. If in this room, if you want to pray for the first time or the next time, I'm going to ask you on the count of three just to lift your hand and say, it's me. I want to get right with God. And whether you're online or here, we're going to pray right now. Right where you're seated. Right where you're at online. So, send us the message online in this room. One, two, three. Lift your hand up and say, I'm going to get right with God tonight. It's time. Thank you. All around this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All around this room. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're in, the, you're in the best place doing the right thing. The best thing you can do is, is to pray right now. I've been there. I've been you. All the rest of us have been you. God's good. If you mean it and you're sincere, man, your life will just get better and better. It won't be perfect, but it'll be good. Because God's good. And good alone. So let's pray with those online and those here. Let's pray. And just be sincere, and God will honor it. So say this. Let's all pray this with them. Say, God, I believe you are God and God alone. I believe you love me. And you sent Jesus when I was your enemy to die for my sins. 
And he did. And you raised him from the dead. And he's alive. He did all of that to rescue me. To save me from my sin. And the penalty of that sin. In this life. In the next. And because I believe that. I ask you. To forgive me of all my sins. And I receive with joy your forgiveness. And I say to you, Jesus, you are the Lord, Jesus Christ, of my life. I receive now the dwelling, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that changes my nature. And saves my life right now. And I thank you. I'm right with you, God. I'm on my way to heaven. Starting today. And I ask you now. By your spirit. By your word. Teach me now. Your love. And your truth. In Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. Come on, let's thank God. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to find out more about Church on the Move, like our service times, or how you can connect with us, you can visit cotmroswell.com.